For more great content, make sure you follow 717 Sports Media on all your podcast listening platforms. Also follow us on social media on Twitter at 717 underscore sports, Facebook and Instagram at 717 Sports Media. We're also checking on our website daily for your daily news and sports videos at 717sportsmedia.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the College Football Index Show uh, with my guy, Chad Clark. What a great weekend of college football. I watched about 12 hours of college football. No lie in between breaking up fights with my eight-year-old and five-year-old. Incredible weekend. We had three top 10 teams lose two massive upsets. What did you think of the weekend? Eh, it's all right. Are you saying that because you know that ain't lost? Well, I mean, that's part of it, yeah. <laughs> I lost the Marshall. How mad were you? Um, I think disappointed. Not, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, in college football, you lose the first two. You can basically write off the rest of the season for expectations, making the playoff, winning a national championship. You know, now we're looking to 23. Um, so there you go. You Season's think, over. You think Freeman, think it's too big for him? No, right no. I mean, they played. Listen, I've been telling you for three weeks now. This is our third podcast. I've been telling you we don't have the quarterback play, and Buckner proved it again. I don't like. Listen, the guy's nineteen years old. I don't like the rip on the guy, but you know, he just he's he's not ready. He's not ready to be a starting quarterback. But I, but top, it, top don't you think team. it goes beyond him? Like, like, like they don't. They're like not good enough at the skill position. And like, let's be honest, Marshall. I watched a lot of that second half. Marshall took it to him. Marshall was the more physical team. Marshall's not a bad – Marshall's not a bad – Oh, no, team. I love that guy. The head coach is awesome. Yeah. He's going to get a big-time job soon. Well, and, you know, I – they have a lot of transfers. I mean, they have a lot – I mean, Correct. they are all transfer portals. So, it's not like they're this, you know, this team that, you know, is terrible. No, they're a good football team. They'll probably – they'll probably hover around that 25, you know, um, in the AP – in the polls the entire season. You know, I'm not saying they're going to go 12-0 and 0 and, and, and make the – um, you know, the final four, but they're going to hover around 20 to 25, I think, the entire season. Then what about Texas A&M? Oh, like, and I'm a recruiting guy. I'm all about recruiting, and, and like, I've seen it, the benefit. I saw when Urban got to Ohio State and how much how much higher, like, you know, Tressel, I love Tress, but he was more of an Ohio recruiter and how Urban could go get national kids. Texas A&M had, the, you know, had, had been stacking top 10 classes, and they got – they're at home – Against App State, App State was the more physical team and beat them 17-14. It's incredible. Like, I, App State, App State, uh, North Carolina scored all over App State. And Jimbo Fisher, is he the most overrated guy ever? I mean. Uh, he won a national championship. I, he I, hasn't I did done see, nothing since. Am I right? No, he, ha- he hasn't. And he left that Florida State program in shambles. He did. Uh, when he left. I mean, the recruiting had suffered. They had nothing. They had nothing to cover. Um, saw something earlier today. Um, Texas A&M has the best red zone offense in college football, um, but they've only been there one time. They've only been in the red zone one time in two games. And they played. They played an App State team that gave up sixty-two points to North Carolina. North Carolina. It's it's and, the wildest thing. You know, I don't know if you saw Jimbo's press conference. I did uh, not. Today, I mean, one, they're th- they're thinking about benching the quarterback. Two, they're asking him to give up play calling duties, and he's not not denying it. That I mean, he, I he's got a book. Like, like if you, you know, what do we say? You made a great point last week. The guy you said ninety five percent of offenses, college football runs something similar. All the same, not them. He's got a uh, book with all these plays and sheets and all this, and it's like he's trying to run something from like the the two thousands nineties. It's like Jimbo, dude, you know, like, uh, you know, run some inside zones and run some outside zone, run an RPO. Like, come on, dude. I think, I think the question we got to ask, you still got him in your top 10? Just like uh, you keep a Notre Dame in your top 10 last week? <laughs> think me there. You know, I just, I thought Notre Dame played well against Ohio State. You know, it's no, part of that Marshall game could be they came down to the opponent. And then I think, you know, then you get in a dog fight and Marshall's playing well. I mean, they, no, it is. That's Marshall's Super Bowl. Well, you're coming off. Look, 
I always say just like you always you always want to look at the team. You know, you can look at tech. I don't know if Texas plays plays this week or if they have a bye or whatever. You can always look at when teams play Ohio State, Georgia, um, uh, Alabama. That very next game, it, it's a big letdown game, right? You're getting up, you're playing the top three, top three, four team in the country. Uh, you know, Notre Dame was on the road. You know, and, and they got up and they they're up. They basically led the game for the first three quarters. You know, Ohio State scored there late in the third quarter. Um, so. I get it. And then you come in, you got to play Marshall, not historically known, you know, Chad Peddington, Randy Moss, they're not, they're not running through, you know, through the, through the locker room there. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is, but uh, going back to Jimbo, I think the guy, I'll tell you what, he's making $10 million a year. Eventually you, you cannot lose to an app state when you're a, when you're a national championship, they're, they're a favorite. They're a top five to make that final four. I, I know it, it, you just can't, you can't lose, you can't lose App State like that. You're supposed to be, you know, you're getting paid all that money. You're recruiting at a, 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 such a high level and you just can't. I mean, like, I just don't get it. Like North Carolina put points on them like crazy and you can't. So North Carolina's offense is better than you and you got four or five star players all over the place. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, I just don't get it. Like I, you know, like most of the time when you recruit well, it it falls in line, but sometimes it doesn't. So this is this is what year four for, for Jimbo? I, is it five? Maybe four. Is that year five? Right. I thought it was four or five. I, I knew it. I know it's past three. Like, and they are po- so patient with them. They're like, oh, we get it. You know, I saw a stat that him and Sumlin are both good, identical records. Now Sumlin fell off big time after that. But yeah, this After is year, nine. this is year five. So we had nine okay. and four, eight and five, nine and one, eight and four. So not horrible. Man, the nine and one that was the uh, that was the COVID, COVID year. COVID year. Yeah, yeah, COVID year. But it, one and one, and now they got to go play in the FCC. They got to play Miami this week. Mm-hmm. I mean, and like, I know Miami's like not Miami of old, but yeah, we're picking that game, so we'll, we'll save that. We'll save, save our that. thoughts. Yeah. yeah. And then the third uh, top ten team to go down was. Uh, Patrick Wider, Coach Wider's Baylor Bear, uh, Bears. They got beat by uh, BYU. It went to overtime. They hung in there. BYU is good, man. BYU go. Maybe you'll start listening to me. I've been over BYU the whole season. They had, their whole starting defense was returning. I knew they were going to be there. I'm telling you, they're going to compete for a national championship this year, possibly. Possibly. They got a they got a legit quarterback too. Well, when you think about it, when they go in the Big Twelve. They should be able to compete with any of those teams and possibly maybe make a 12 team playoff. Yeah. I, yeah. Listen, if it was 18, 16, I'd say, but after what happened to Cincinnati last year, I think it's going to be tough for anyone, any one of those non power five schools to get in this year. But, you know, they do play a tough schedule. You know, they got a, they got a big game. They got Oregon. They got another, uh, you know, power five. They got Oregon this weekend. Yeah. I know we're going to discuss that one too. But, uh, yeah. 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 All right, guys. So in this episode, we started talking about already in this episode of the College Football Index, we're going to break down the, the weekend games. We're going to discuss Scott Frost. He got fired. Uh, poor guy. He I mean, really struggled. <laughs> oh, poor guy is walking away with $15 million. Oh, yes. man, I feel, I feel bad for that guy. Well, I know. I'm just saying, you know, all modern and everything. But, you know, they could have – the crazy thing about Scott Frost, they could have waited to October 1st and the buyout would have cut in half, but they just said, we Seven can't half, take yeah. this anymore. And then – That's sad. That's sad. Yep. And then we got our guest on, CJ Frederick. He's a writer for 717 Sports. He's going to discuss the Penn State at Auburn game. He is a Penn State homer, um, but he's a realist too. He gets very down on his teams. It's hilarious. You know, he'll text me and go, I've not got this text from him yet because his Eagles won and his Penn State's 2 0. Usually he'll text me and go, I hate football. Uh, and that's usually after a Penn State loss or a uh, Eagles loss. So, anyways, I haven't got any of those, so he's happy. So, real quick, we did talk about the Notre Dame game. Notre Dame lost 26 21 to Marshall. Texas A&M lost 17-14 App State. And then you got the one that almost happened. Alabama at Texas. Alabama won 20-19. I was watching the game with my dad. I was watching Ohio State game with my dad. He came over. And my dad was getting so mad at me because I kept flipping to the Texas-Alabama game. I said, Howie, calm down. We're up we're by four to- scores. But that was a great game. I came away very impressed with Texas. And I'm telling you right now, if Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt, they might have won. He was balling. He was throwing balls. And the backup came in. He's just not the same guy. Was was 
was Alabama ready to play that game? You know, it was a noon kickoff. That Texas crowd was rocking. Um, you know, I they came out a little flat, which which is you know kind of surprising with the, with the saving team. Uh, you know, coming out flat like that. And you're right. And then the backup quarterback got hurt. He was basically playing. He was basically playing on one leg. He was dang too. And. These games are so crazy. Like you get in these big games and you think everything's going to go smooth and then your starter gets hurt, your backup gets hurt. And then, like, you know, if I was an Alabama fan, now there's two ways to look at it. You can say, well, you know, we battled and we won. The flip side is I'd be worried. I don't know if I have anybody outside that can stretch the field. Like, the receivers looked very average to me. Now, we'll see what happens. It's only week two. That's the thing about college football. Let me back up a second, like, we make so many snap judgments so quickly, and it's like you just don't know. Like I thought Notre Dame was a good team, and then Marshall. Well, what if Notre Dame pulls off and wins six or seven more in a row? You know, like we just don't know. They're eighteen to twenty-two year olds, and it's so early to tell. You really don't know until about mid-season. You know, no, like, I, I, I agree I, with you. That's why yeah. I think these top twenty-five rankings need to go away until after after the first three weeks. Of, but the problem just, is they want you're building. Because, I know you're building momentum, yeah. building matchups. Yeah, I get it. I get it, but. You can't you can't base them on. They're I mean, so you can hard. base the you can base the Alabamas, the, the Ohio States, the Georgias. They're going to be in the top top five, top ten every year. But everybody else, you can kind of mix and match on on who they're playing earlier in the season for what matchups that you know the TV wants to build up. Were you impressed with Texas? Yeah, absolutely. I thought their defense played well. Yeah. Um, you know, like you said, if 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 uh, the quarterback there doesn't get hurt. Um, Quinn, I mean, they they have a shot. I think they might win by a score too. I mean, he was. I mean, he was what ten of thirteen for he was 130, 135 yards. Um, they were moving the ball, you know. And then he goes down. I don't know how is he out for the season. How long is he going to be out? They for? said a couple weeks. Sure. Okay, so it's, it's kind of op- opposite of Buckner that you know he's out for the season. So. Yeah, I think I saw like two or three weeks. Okay, so not bad. So they'll get him back. You know, now it's, you know, Texas big let, you know, I think they kind of thought, you know, we're going to win this one. Now it's kind of a letdown. How do they respond the rest of the season? Right. So that's, that's the next step for Texas. Well, here's the thing, like, and like, I don't want to be too hyperbolic with Texas, but we've seen bad teams come up with and play really well. Like I remember Ohio state when they won the national championship, like Virginia tech beat them, but Virginia tech went on to win only six games that year. They weren't a very good team. They're just, they played really well against Ohio state that night and Ohio state laid an egg. So, like, I don't know. We've seen this happen before. I have a tendency to think that maybe that they were they, they were uh, that they were good on good. They're going to be good. Like, I think good to them. I think them. I think a good year for them was like eight and four. Like, if they went, if you if you ask a Texas fan, you go eight and four, and then yours comes back and plays really well. I think you take that right. That's a good step because like you've been you know. Last year was five and seven. You just haven't been very good. So they got a cupcake this week, and then they come back with Texas Tech, West Virginia, Oklahoma. You know, they they get to five, six, and one before they get that. I mean, there's a chance they could still compete for that Final Four spot. They really could. Um, you they, know, they'd have to win out, though. They'd have to win out. Yeah, they'd have to be Oklahoma. That's a neutral site, too, uh, that Oklahoma game that's played in Dallas, probably Jerry's World. But but if you ask me, I'd be encouraged because you got Quinn Ewers and then you have um, a defense. Like, their defense – here it is. I had to look it up. Their defense was 52nd in, in, in total defense last year. And so they weren't very good. They couldn't stop anybody last year. So they shut down Alabama for a lot of the game. Now, Bryce Young, man, I think Bryce Young is going to be a really good quarterback in the pros. He just got this demeanor. He – you know, Trent Dilfer was on Ryan Russillo podcast, and he, he called him unflappable. And I think he's right from the lead 11. He knows him from the lead 11. Like he, he didn't panic. He brought his team down there twice and won the game, you know, with two big drives at the end. And, like, I, I came away very impressed with Bryce Young. But, you know, Alabama looks like they have some warts. But, you know, it's only week two, so they got a long way to go. All right, Ohio State homer. Who's got the better quarterback, Stroud or, or Young? I really think it's splitting hairs. I think it's very close. Um, as a pro prospect, I probably like CJ a little better because he's bigger. Mm-hmm. I worry about Bryce's style, but like Dilfer, you know, and, and I know, you know, Dilfer, but he's a lead 11 guy. 
and he said he said on the lead 11 he said that um uh both those guys are like dudes and so i believe them i think they're both dudes so i think it's really close i think it's you know one a one you know what do you think oh i, I like i like stroud i like cj you yeah. know just his size his size uh, yeah bryce Young's size is a worry yeah, but, you know, you look at, like, a Russell, you know, he's got to build some mass. He looks like a Russell Wilson, you know, even even your guy Baker. Um, you know, those guys are, you know, Drew Brees. Those guys are smaller in stature, right, and, and still uh, successful. But, but here, here's what I'll say. Like, I, you know, and, and we got a little – I got a little maybe carried away. Maybe you did too about the Anthony Richardson hype. Like, those two are clearly the top two. And yeah. I, think, I, I think there's – those two are clearly the top two, and then there's a drop-off. And then the next tier, I would probably put maybe Will Levis. You know, he did some good stuff, but he wasn't exceptional either. You know, you know the, the you know the Miami guy Van Dyke's have a chance to you know if it goes Van Dyke too. Game, he does have a chance well. to get up there. You're right, yeah. Van Dyke does too. He's a they love him. NFL. He's got a got a cannon. Yeah. And and I haven't seen him. I don't. They played nobody the first two weeks. So if he comes out, we'll see how they play this week against Texas A&M. But yeah. I agree. But. Okay, let's let's talk about Florida. Florida came in. I guess we overhyped them. Utah. I don't know. I, I was I was drinking it. You and I were drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit. You were at the game and they laid I mean, Kentucky just took it to them a little bit, you know. And they did. Richardson they was did. horrible. He oh, was as oh, good as he bad. was week one. He was he was horrific. It, it horrific. Is really, it's it, you know, and the, his two iron his I mean, they were all in short passes. I mean, he was just off right from – you know, the, the thing is what, what, what kind of, I guess, confused me a little bit is as much as they ran a up-tempo running – running, they had a running game plan against Utah. I mean, they ran the football, and, and he ran the football. And then they came out against Kentucky, and it was like they were trying to throw it all over the yard. And it just – it's like Richardson wasn't, wasn't ready for it. It's it, – I don't know. I don't know what Napier was thinking. Uh, maybe he thought, okay, we we can't run the ball on Kentucky, so we got to come out here and, and, and confuse them a little bit and just throw it. At, I mean, they were they were out of that game. They they looked like they looked terrible, horrible. I mean, Richardson was he was under five hundred, right? Uh, 50% fourteen of thirty five. Yeah, that's terrible. One forty three, two picks. But to answer your question, you're right. M. Johnson, the one running back, was it? Oh, yeah. Montreal Johnson, seven carries, 62 yards. Wow, I didn't realize that. Trevor Etienne? Is that the Etienne, the Clemson kid's brother? Yeah, it's Jags. He went to to Florida because, you know, his brother's obviously – Nine for 46. They average – the first running back averaged 8.9, second one 5.1. I don't know. I I don't understand why he didn't stick to it. I mean, Levis was 13 to 24, so he wasn't great. 201, one touchdown, one pick. You know, uh, yeah, but he played better. I think his numbers are a little bit. Yeah, I, I think that's. I, I Levis is good. Like, like he's yeah. a good quarterback too. But yeah, so I, he fell back. Now that's tough though. They did play, play Utah, then Kentucky. So who they got coming up? They got um, South Florida. I think the role at Tennessee. That's an interesting game. Tennessee, oh, Tennessee. Yeah. That's what about weird. that win against Pitt? That was a. I'll tell you, that was a great game. I mean, it came down. I know it was our. It was our. You know, we picked that picked that game, and we obviously both pushed. Um, you know, the the line was seven, lost by seven, so we both took pit. I mean, it could have went either way there in the overtime, and uh, you know, Tennessee's not a bad football team. I've been saying it; they've been close for the last couple of years. I think Heifel's. I think he's a good offensive coach. I don't know who's running that defense, but if they can get the defense figured out, they're they're gonna be all right. Well, I tell you what, um, I came away impressed with Pitt. They're down their back of quarterback who's not very good, and they played their guts out. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. I, I would, but you're right. I, I like Hypo. Hypo's done a nice job there. Um, and like that, but Pitt controlled that game. If Slovis doesn't get hurt again, quarterbacks, man, you get these. If Slovis doesn't get hurt, I think they win because like they were rolling. All they needed Kyle, was all they needed was two or three big pass plays, and they win. College football is about the quarterback position. I'm going to say it week after week. If you if if your if your team's pretty pretty even, it's all comes down to the quarterback. You, you take them at the end of the game. Well, good I mean, thing you somebody, guys got Buck there. 
No, we don't. He's done for the season. I, I, I know. Mean, Who's this guy coming in? Uh, it, 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 it's Drew Pine. You know, he's he, he, him and Bugner are actually pretty similar, both kind of little guys. Um, they actually really like this freshman kid who enrolled early, came into the spring game, um, actually played well in the spring game, but he's a true freshman. I don't think they're going to throw him in there unless they have to, you know, down the, down the road a little bit. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised um, if they start working him in for maybe a series or two uh, here and there just to get him some – I mean, the guy's not he's – a, he's a true freshman. So we'll, we'll see how they do. I mean, we got – they got Cal, Cal – they're on the road, you know, they're still a 11 point favorite. They come out, uh, you know, they could run off five, six wins in a row, you know. Well, it, well like, like, so but, but I, I agree with you. Like, you know, I was at when I was at Ohio State in 02, we won a national championship with Craig Krenzel. He's probably the ultimate game managing quarterback, right? And I think Krenzel threw like 14 touchdown passes and Ohio State won it all. You know, and Alabama won, you know, their first couple of championships was the game manager type quarterback. It's not like that anymore. Ohio State goes against the best quarterbacks. Alabama gets the best quarterbacks. To win a national championship, I think you need a guy who can sling it back there. You can't win a game manager. Then you say Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett, they were down, and he made some big boy throws to bring them back. Stetson Bennett's a good college quarterback. I heard on a podcast that, you know, somebody said, um, an NFL guy said, they could see him going in the third or fourth round, Stetson Bennett, and be a career backup, be like a JT, like a, who's that? Daniels. uh, What's his first name? Crap. But like Chase, Chase, Daniels. Chase Daniels, he can be in the NFL 10 years because he's so smart and he loves playing football. So like you need a quarterback, you need a, like, like a quarterback to compete for a national title. And I agree with you hundred percent. It is huge. And that's why Ohio state every year is going to try to get a guy because you need one. And a lot of these programs well, are doing the same thing. Two, yeah, two, two points here. So when Ohio state won their national championships, they also had one of the two of the best running. They had, Maurice Claret, who ran for almost, what, 16, 1,700 yards. Yeah, he was amazing that year. I mean, Dan Year won the Heisman that year. I, I don't even know if he finished top five, but for whatever reason, he was he was right there. And then Zeke. And then Zeke. I mean, that – those are – I mean, those are historically great running backs. Um, and then point two is, you know – when you, you, you need the quarterback. Stenson Bennett is a great quarterback. Everybody went from walk-on. He could go from walk-on to a college football Hall of Fame. If they if they win another championship this year, back-to-back, which I'm sorry, I think they might look look to be the best team in, in college football. Your, yeah, boy Urban, I, your boy Urban said it's, it's, it's Georgia than everybody else. Wait for my ranking. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I actually peeked at your rankings. I got some bone picks, but we'll, ah, okay. we'll move on. All right. Here we go. We're bringing our guest on. DJ, my guy, how are you? What's going on, fellas? What's going on? So this how is Chad doing? Clark. He's our new co-host. With how you me. doing, Chad? Good. CJ, how you doing? All right, Good. man. All right. Love what you guys are doing. I hope you're just talking about Penn State. Well, yeah, <laughs> but, you know, we like to get your insight. So, so CJ, after two games. How are you feeling about your Nittany Lions? You know, I, I'm glad they got the win week one. I mean, Saturday, it went as expected. Ohio's really uh, struggling. But I'm, weird I'm to say happy. Ohio, not say Ohio State. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm done. I mean, Ohio used to be really good under Frank Solich. Nobody ever talks about that. Um, mm-hmm. Since this coach has t- taken over, they've been really struggling. But, you know, I'm, they got a lot of, a lot of young talent. Uh in terms of this week, I don't know yet, um, but it was good to see a lot. You could see the, the young talent on display. I was glad. I was happy to see Aller play. I was happy to see Singleton break that ridiculous no 100-yard rusher streak. But He had 186, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, on like 10 carries. 187 yards on 10 carries. I, and, wow. and, and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be negative, but that old line didn't do it. It was him. He made some freaking fantastic hair, runs and cuts. Yeah. I, that's what it looks like. I mean, I didn't. I was at Harrisburg watching that wild high school game, missing all the Singleton runs. I saw the highlights, but yeah, it kind of looked like what he would do at Mifflin. You know, kind of just bouncing off the outside. That's not going to work every week, but I think you know he answered the question but, about but being the, the number about one him back is At least there. you can get him in space and get him the ball, and he's going to make right. It and they haven't had that since Saquon. Yeah, and I think he answered the question: who the number one back is right now. I hope it's 
just him and uh, Allen the rest of the way. But, you know, we'll see. They'll probably see a lot more of Kayvon Lee, you know, getting tackled for two yards. or But we'll see where it goes. Okay, CJ. Hey, CJ. Yeah, let me, let me jump in here. You mentioned Aller. Um, you know, through his, I think it's through his first two touchdown passes. You know, obviously he came in. Uh, there against WBU. I thought he looked good his first two or three passes. Then he yeah. left a couple, kind of airmailed a couple. So what, what what's Penn State thinking about his first couple games? I mean, is this something that they could, you know, rotate in later in the season, or are they basically just mop it's, up type duty? It's, I mean, I have so many text messages from Penn State and non-Penn State fans <laughs> saying that they should start him already. I think your co-host texted me at half at halftime of the Purdue game that they should go to Aller. Uh, so I yeah. said, get the kid warmed up. <laughs> yeah, the hour hysteria is upon Nittany Nation. I will say that even after two <laughs> games, I'm not saying I am. Yeah, he looked pretty good against you know a lesser opponent, and I thought I, I liked what he did in the Purdue game too. I, I um, did. Yeah, the kid I, had I, the drop. He threw that. He threw that ball. That, that was perfect coverage. That was a perfect. Tyler ball. Warren, that was a perfect throw. Kid dropped. Perfect it. throw. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I thought I, I liked more what I saw out of the Purdue game than I did the Ohio game just because of the level of competition. I think Purdue's going to be pretty good. Um, I don't know if it makes a difference this year if he plays, you know, in terms of – I guess we'll see after the Auburn game because I don't – I mean, to be honest, I don't see them competing this year with the, the Ohio State and Michigan and Michigan State. Not yet anyways, you know, I, with, with or without Aller is what I'm saying. Okay, CJ, I'm putting you on the spot here. Nine wins for Penn State. You going over, under, under, or nine? I've stayed at eight and four before the year. That hasn't changed. Okay. See, so you, you're not a believer in them uh, making a run here. I mean, a year ago, maybe I would have said over, but they went seven and six. Let's be real. They went seven and six with Jahan Dotson. You saw what he did yesterday. Jaquan Brisker at safety. You see what he's doing in Chicago. Uh, Arnold Ebiketti. And they went seven and six with that team. So I don't know. We'll see. Is Franklin happy with eight and four? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's happy regardless. You saw that extension, how much money yeah. it would be. I mean, you know, I think he knows the expectation is going to get higher, but eight wins this year is, is a success because they'll have all these guys in the, the, the studs he's getting in. You see him on display. You know, I'd say in a year or two, he's not happy with eight or wins. But this year, eight wins will be fine. I'll tell you what. I went to that kid from uh, Florida. I went to my my local high school team, played him last week, uh, Marcus, Sto- Marcus Stokes. He actually decommitted from Penn State. Oh, yeah. Went, okay. Went to Florida, went to his game. Um, I think you should be happy you didn't get him. You know, he's – really. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I wasn't I – didn't, I didn't walk away too impressed. I think he's definitely a Division One kid. Um, I think where, where, where's he going now? Uh, Florida. Okay. Florida, Florida got him. Yeah. He actually went to the same, uh, high, he goes to the same high school as Tebow. Oh, okay. High school. Yep. So he flipped him, and you know, he's, he's a good player. You know, if he played at Marshall, I'd say, yeah, he's probably gonna, he'll probably start two, three years there, but I, at Florida, I don't think he ever sees You don't think, see it, Clark. No. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah. I thought it was a strange when he committed originally, and it's no disrespect. I mean, kids commit early all the time now. When he committed originally, it was kind of a surprising commitment for Penn State. Um, so I wasn't stunned that he decommitted. You know, wish him all the best, but it was kind of a weird commitment in the first place, to be honest with you. I, from what I was told, it was kind of one of his first ones. Yeah. Especially from the big school. And he, I think he just took it. And, and uh, you know, makes he, sense. He did. He was doing the Gator chops after every time he scored. I don't know. I wasn't a big fan. <laughs> not impressed. Chad's no, not I was, impressed. I was not impressed, and and I was actually more impressed by the sophomore kid for for my the uh, the high school in my neighborhood who's uh, already committed to Pitt. I think he's gonna be. A, I think he's gonna be a really good player. What's so his he name? Decommits, it, it, before he decommits and goes to Florida. Ashenfelder, Sean Ashenfelder. He's he's a, okay. he's a sophomore. Pitt actually offered him before he even took a varsity snap. Wow. And I think I, I think he's going to be a good player. And supposedly he could get drafted in the majors um, his senior year. So we'll see if he ends up even 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 going to play uh, college football. 
All right, CJ. Okay. Penn State is minus three. They're favored by three over Auburn. Who you got? Been thinking about this a lot. No, I'm going. I'm, I'm going Auburn. Auburn at home. They got wow. something to do after last not year. A homer. I am a homer. I mean, I'm just. <laughs> I'm doing a reverse jinx here. That's what I'm doing. Jinx, jinx, jinx for Penn State. So Auburn by a touchdown. Wow. It's kind of a fascinating game, don't you think, TJ? Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, like you don't know what to think of Penn State. I mean, they're right. just talking about this. You don't, you don't know what to think of these college football teams, right, CJ? And I'm also hearing, like, no, it's so early. You're right. We, um, you just don't but, know what to think. And then, like, Brian Hart is on the hot seat, and he's oh. a decent coach. He's just a bad fit there. And yeah, then, like, and they, they like, already have QB issues. I, I mean, I, I, I'm reading yeah. Like a lot of reports on it that Penn State might have like like talent wise might be better than which sounds weird from a Big Ten to an SEC school, but that's how far off Auburn is from it depends who you talk to. I know that they have two stud running backs in uh Tank Bisbee and uh Michael Hunter, yes. I believe. That, they run the they run the football. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, but it sounds like they're still having quarterback issues too. I think they're I think they got a young kid, but I know Finley's starting. I don't I don't think the returns on him so far have been great either. They were in a dogfight this weekend against uh, yeah. San Jose State. They were down at halftime. Yeah, they don't. It's not pretty there right now. And like they looked up information to get the guy fired. They didn't have enough information to fire him. They didn't want to pay him the twenty-seven million dollar buyout after paying a boatload of money to Gus Malzahn. So they said, "Okay, no justification. Yeah. You can come back." I mean, what they did they a, was dirty. Oh yeah, they he's, did a, him but he's dirty. a lame duck status now. It seems like too. In ter- uh, terms of that's uh, crazy, he's only been there a couple years. I know, well, I mean, second year, and, I mean, but, Scott- but, but the AD's already fired. The AD hired him already fired. The problem there is if you look at Auburn, the problem is Billy Napier and Venables didn't want the job. The Venables went back to Oklahoma, Billy went to Billy Napier, went to Florida. They did not want the job because the, the boosters run the show there, they run the show, and it's out of control there. I mean, Gus Malzahn, I know you know, he wasn't the best. But you know he went three and five against against Saban. I mean, he won three games against Saban, you know, and like he had him decent coach, and they fired him, and like he's always had him what eight to ten wins, you know, and went to one national. Yeah, but Auburn game. wants to beat Alabama, and they're and they'll go at they any. They think cost. they're Alabama. You're right. They, they still do. They still think. Yeah. I mean, and they still play. It is a rivalry, but in terms of national titles, obviously it's but, not. But it's, but it's it. The problem is, it's and Clark. You know this. You live down in Florida. It's an awful fit. The guy is he, – he'd be better at, like, Wisconsin. The guy has been at Boise his whole life. He, you know, you take gems there and build them up, and then you got to go to SEC. You're going to go recruit. You can't recruit. Nobody knows who you are. You don't have the infrastructure. Yeah. You never did it. You've never spent a second in the South. How can you go there? It was a horrible hire. I remember when they hired him. I said, this is a horrible hire. Nothing against the guy. He's probably a nice guy. Probably a good – he's a good coach. Just a horrible fit. He doesn't fit there. He'd be better going to Nebraska or Wisconsin. He just doesn't fit there. Uh, all right, yeah, but if you have your choice, I'd go with Auburn of yeah. those three schools if you had your choice. Well, I know, but, but he doesn't fit there because he's never spent a second in the South. Anyways. Go uh, ahead, Chad. We got – CJ, we, I mean, you're a Penn State guy. What do they have to do to win? What's, what's the, uh, give, give me three three things that, that Penn State has to do to win this football game on the road. I mean, because it would be a big win. It would be – you know, yeah. it'd be a statement win for 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 the Big Ten and for Penn State. I mean, obviously, when defense, you know, it's stopping the run. I'm not sure if Penn State can do that consistently yet, like they could last year, uh, for the most part. And you know, Auburn loves to run the football, uh, limit you know, limit the big plays, which I think they can with their secondary. But if they shut down Bisbee and Hunter, they, they'll be okay defensively and offensively. I could say it 800 times as long as. You know, Sean Clifford, just take care of the football and they'll be fine. <laughs> he's not very good at that, you know. No, so as not. you saw in the Purdue game, you know, he's very, very Carson Wentzy. So we'll see how it goes. He's always going to have that bad throw or two that's going to cost you the game. That's the problem. That's what it could come down to in a game like this. It, it seems pretty evenly matched. You know, if you look at that line, too. It's pretty disrespectful of Auburn, if you ask me, but. Do you, oh, you know a yeah. lot of people going? My neighbor's taking a bus trip down there. Calesta said yeah. his whole family's going. My uh, my brother's best friend, Wes Rowe, he's a Penn Manor graduate. He lives down Florida. He's an Auburn junkie. Like, he loves Auburn. He's going to the game. So he's he'll be texting me. Mocking me. He's an Auburn fan. Wow. No, my neighbor, 
check that. My neighbors at my father's place in the Flatleys, they have season tickets. They're going down. They're driving down. I would love to go. I got to go there. That's on the list. Auburn is a beautiful stadium. You know, it's, it's, I got to go down there. Everything down south is beautiful. It'd be a fun time. But, yeah, I did pick Auburn. So, jinx, jinx, jinx. Yeah, well, you, th- you think Clifford would make better decisions being 30 years old. <laughs> Usually when you get in your 30s, you start making a little bit better decisions. So. He's older than my co-host of my podcast. So. <laughs> it's his younger brother. All right, well, yeah. CJ, thanks so much. Um, I look forward to not getting a I hate football text. Those are the funniest <laughs> you. When you text me, I hate football. It's usually after the Eagles have a We're full only week three, off. so you know I got like one more it, week. The so season's young. Um, thanks for everything you do, bud. You know I enjoy working with you, and you, and you take care. All right, guys. Thanks for having hey, me on. Hey, have a CJ, good one. thank you. We'll have yeah, you back you. on. You got you know Penn State's got some bigger games here later in the season. Love to have you back on if we could. Let me yeah, know. Yeah, we'll, we'll put you back Pleasure. on, buddy. See ya. All right, guys. Take See care. Ya. Good luck. Thank you. A pessimistic Penn State fan. Wow. He's a he is not that big a homer. I know Penn State fans way bigger homer than him. He's a realist, but he's saying they, they had a really good recruiting class last year. A lot of those guys are freshmen. You know the Aller kid, the Singleton running back we keep talking about. Um, so he's saying maybe next year, the year after, if they could stack a couple classes on top of each other, maybe they can compete at a higher level. So that's what he's saying. Yeah, and that that line's already up to three and a half now. So Penn State's get, getting early money. I don't know. I can't believe Penn State's a favorite on the road at Auburn. That shows you how people feel about Auburn. It's not, yeah, it's not a good sign for them. Absolutely. If they if they lose this game, I think this guy's out after the year. This is something he's got. He, he's got to win this because yeah, they're not they're not going to beat the big boys in the SEC this year. Well, the other thing is the recruiting class stinks. It's like if you struggle, like let's just you know if you struggle and you have a great recruiting class coming, you could sell that. But his recruiting class stinks. And then you're you're horrible in the field. Like only reason he didn't get fired last year was the buyout. It's just a bad fit. I you know sounds like a good guy. He did a nice job at Boise State. Just a bad fit. So all right, let's move on to another coach who struggled. I think we called this. I think we called this after after the first the first podcast that he was dead man. He was he's dead man walking. Scott Frost is fired at Nebraska. He was sixteen and thirty one. Sixteen and thirty one at historic Nebraska. And I know that they're never going to be back to the probably national championship level, but still that's crazy stat. They paid him $15 million instead of waiting until October 1st when it dropped to 7.5 million. I just think after Georgia Southern loss, you had to do it. Like it was just so embarrassing. Do you think they look back at that Northwestern game and F Northwestern did not play well against Duke? I mean, Duke was up. 21 before no. I, I mean it was before the first quarter was even over there down to 21 you think they looked back and said Northwestern's terrible we lost to them we lost to Georgia's I mean it, it's, it, 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 it's crazy to me they actually had a good defense last year it's the same DC I don't know if they lost people or what but their defense stinks they had a good defense last year like like the guy did a nice job the, the defense kept them in games and then this year, their defense stinks, and their offense is a little better. You know, not necessarily. It it's better. So it's like, God, he, he just can't. You know, and he's young. He needs to do what he needs to do is he needs to go be an analyst for Saban, you know, or somebody. like Coach, be, I don't think he's getting another job. He's under 500 now. He's not even a 500 football coach. No, but I, I understand that. I'm saying go be an analyst a couple of years, and then maybe go be a position coach. and Offense you know, coordinator maybe. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's probably never going to be in that job. Like, you know, one of the best things I read was it was talking about how he just, you know, my this was this was Freddie Kitchen, you know, not to bring up a bad thing about the Browns, but Freddie Kitchens didn't run a system. He was calling plays. That's the best way a veteran OC told me once. You know, that's what he was running. He was just running plays with no rhyme or reason. That's Scott Frost. He came in, tried to run a system. He, he didn't have a system. You know, and he didn't know what he was doing. And, and like, it's crazy because he did so well at UCF in a small couple of years, but you just assumed that he would have done a good job at Nebraska. Here's my thing before I, I got to be candid. Here's what I think Nebraska screwed up. Okay. They can't recruit. Stop the recruiting. I, I, I'm a recruiting guy. You got to recruit. You recruit. 
if you look at the talent index based on stars, I know that's not always right. They have the 24th best team. They need to develop players. The Big Ten West is all about physical developing teams. Who wins out there? Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota. Physical teams at the point of attack. You need to be well coached. Don't worry about recruiting. Just good, good players and develop them. That's where they messed up. He's trying to go all around the country, get these kids, and I get it. Go get Midwest kids. Build the toughest son of a gun team you can and be good. You know build, what I mean? your team from the, build your team from the inside out. Yes. Go, go get your offensive, defensive lineman. Get a good quarterback. There's good quarterbacks in every state. Get your best one from Nebraska. Develop them. Let them play two, three, four years and go from there. And then, and then maybe when that kid's a junior or senior, you're competing for, you know, Big Ten titles. Okay. So here's my top three candidates. You tell me what you like. Well, one, I already I already see your first one. It says Matt Canada. I know you're thinking it's it, it's not it's not Matt Canada. Oh, Matt Campbell. I'm sorry. Matt I was Campbell. thinking. I'm sorry. I screwed up. That was a that's a <laughs> that's a late night. You maybe do cocktails yeah, after, after yeah. a brown Matt, picture. Matt Campbell. Yeah, yeah, that's my yeah, guy too. Yeah, okay, yeah. Matt Campbell. Mount Union, Mount Union kid. I, I'm guy. a huge. I'm a believer in Matt Campbell. I think he's at USC if Lincoln Riley doesn't get that job. Um. Matt Campbell at Iowa State, 3-9, 8 5 I heard Matt Campbell's only leaving for two jobs. What? Ohio State, Michigan. Okay, that could be true. But if you look at the money the Big Ten's going to get, you look at the money where the Big 12's going to get, you're thinking you're going to get a higher salary. You're probably going to get double your salary. You're going to get more of a um, more money to pay your assistants. I mean, it's a no-brainer. Nebraska's had more tradition than Iowa State. Um, I mean, it's a little lateral move job, but I think, you know, I don't know. He might turn it down. But I'm calling. Oh, I don't think I don't think it's lateral. I don't think it's lateral move. I mean, Nebraska's far. I mean, Nebraska's won what five national championships. I mean, Iowa State. They go eight and four. They're happy. They haven't done anything in twenty years. But I, but I agree. Like and like, people are like some people question me. Like I I I can't believe I called his name wrong. Um, I put the wrong person. But that can't. Uh, Matt Campbell's not a bad football coach. I think he's the offensive coordinator for the Steelers. He is. Okay. Matt Campbell. My buddy calls Matt Wider Campbell because I love him so much because I think he's done a great job. I mean, Iowa State was a dumpster fire before he got there, and he's led them to respectability. So I think he's a, he'd be a great fit. Now, he might turn him down. Now, my second one is Dave Clawson from Wake Forest. You're high. I think he turns him down too, but I would call him. He, they are the smallest, I think the smallest enrollment in college football uh, with with amount of people that go there. 25 you know, or 2,600, something. It's super low. Uh, Dave Clausen has done an amazing job at – he's done a great job there. And, like, you know, they run the slow mesh offense that, that, like, very few teams do the way they do it. But look at their record: three and nine, three and nine, seven and six, eight and five, seven and six, eight and five, four and five. COVID year, eleven and three, two and zero. Oh. He's a very good coach. He always maximizing talent. So, like both those guys, maximize talent, develop players well. That's what you need at Nebraska. So those are those are my those would be my top two. And then the third one is Chris Kleiman. Chris Kleiman, another good coach of Kansas State. A lot of people like them for the Big Twelve title this year. He he is a heck of a coach, and he's another guy that is just developed. He's developed talent at a very high level, um, and he was at North Dakota State. and won several national titles, and then he went to, and then he went to Kansas State, and he's been eight and five, four and six, eight and five, two and zero. Oh. So, like, he's a good coach too. So, I, I don't think they can go wrong. There's a lot of other candidates that could go as well. Do you have any candidates? Or you got? What do you think of those? You got any other ideas? Who you think? I, I, I don't think Dave Clawson. I, I don't know if he can recruit. The Midwest, I, I think he's more of an East Coast guy now. He was at Bowling Green. Um, you know, he's been at Wake Forest for, you know, what, seven, eight years now. Um, I don't know enough about uh, climbing from Kansas State. You know, obviously, they re- he replaced a legend there, um, you know, at, at Kansas State. Uh, I think Campbell, I think if they could hire Campbell, they'd probably, hire, they, they'd probably make that call tomorrow and, and, and sign them by Friday. You know, like, I think it's – it's one of those where he probably doesn't have to interview. They call him and say, hey, do you want the job? Yes, Wait, no. I mean, here's the other thing is – not to cut you off, but here's the other thing is Scott Frost didn't have a lot of coaching, a lot of head coaching experience. All these three of these guys have been a head coach for five-plus years or longer. 
Oh yeah, so, Campbell was at Toledo. He was at UT. Yes. And uh, and then you know he's been at Iowa State now five six years. I I have heard that though. It's it's Michigan Ohio State or he's staying. I have heard State. that too. I've seen that. You know, I think he might be at USC though. Like if Lincoln Riley turns him oh, down, yeah. ten million dollars is ten million dollars. Right? I think he's at USC. Yeah. I think Lincoln Riley was a home run because he's he's got a little more proven track record and he's like more the sexy type hire, but. Uh, I think Matt Campbell's a really good coach. And I think, you know, if Harbaugh would leave in a year or two, like, I think he'd do a really good job there. I'd say another job he would be good at. He's not going to open it down. I think he'd be good, do a good job like Penn State. He fits the mold yeah. there at Penn State. But, I mean, Franklin's not going anywhere. He just signed a 10-year contract. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, I, it's going to be interesting, you know. I do I, got I, a couple more guys. I do got a couple more guys. Let me hear him. Does Nebraska call Urban? No. I, I just you don't, don't think? I think he's he's kind of baggage, don't you think? I I, I think I think you gotta make that call. I think Irvin turns him down though. And then and then I got the sleeper here for you. I don't know if it's a sleeper. I think this guy gets fired after, after probably six to eight games this year. Um great college you, football coach, Matt yes. Rule. Yeah, a rule would be perfect. Yes, rule was on my list. I trimmed it down to three. Yeah. Matt Rule would be perfect. Matt Rule, look at Matt Rule. I mean, he – I've always loved Matt Rule as a college coach. Matt Rule was awesome at Temple. I mean, Temple has not been the same since he left. I mean, Matt Rule did a, a – a, and then they went to Baylor, and Baylor and I – that, that they, were a dump, they were a shit show. They were a dumpster fire. Look at him Baylor. At, Baylor, at Temple. Two and ten, yeah. six and six, ten and four, ten and three at Temple. They haven't won ten games since. Mm-hmm. And then, it, then Baylor, one and eleven because they were a dumpster fire. Seven and six, eleven and three. He should have never left. He's not yeah. an NFL guy. He spent his whole career. He spent like one year in the NFL. Like he's not an NFL coach. Yeah, he was- that that owner for Carolina has a trigger finger. He's he's gonna if they. I'm telling you, if they start off the first ten games, they're two and eight, three and seven. He's gone. Oh, and no, he no. might. In 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 the and then he slides right into Nebraska. I think Nebraska would. I think they would hire him in a heartbeat too. I think Matt Rule would be a perfect hire. I agree. Yeah. I, 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 that's a good call. I, he was on my list. I, I, I agree with that 100%. I think that's a really good hire. He's you know, still a he, young guy. He can coach another 10 to 15 years there. Yeah. And he's it's still like, mid 40s. They do the NFL. He's 47. They, they've done the whole NFL. You went to the NFL. I failed. That's okay. You know, a lot of people fail in the NFL. You come back to college. You know, he went to, he, his 2012, he was assistant O line coach at the Giants. That's the only time he was in the NFL. You know, these college guys just don't work out in the NFL. They just don't for the most part. Pete Saban's, yeah. you know, you know, um, yeah, Saban was okay. But, I, I'm sorry, yeah. Pete Carroll, Pete Saban. Pete Carroll is the ex- exception. And I think Saban was like, I'm going to say incomplete. We don't know. Um, the medical staff screwed him with Breeze, but, you know, I, I don't know. Did. They did with that. So they would have got Breeze maybe different. I don't know. Anyways. Um, yeah, so we'll I wish, see. I wish we were, I wish we were doing an NFL podcast because we could talk about uh, Sean Payton saying that he was going to take uh, Pat, Patty Mahomes at number 11 in the Chiefs. Chiefs jumped up there to take him at 10. He said that? that was, yeah. I missed that. I missed that. Okay. All right, here's our gambling corner. I always like to throw a little gambling t- corner. So I did national title favorites. We haven't done this. So here's my national title favorites I saw. This is based off, I think, DraftKings. Alabama plus 200, Georgia plus 210, Ohio State plus 290, Clemson plus 1200, Michigan plus 2000. Michigan at plus 2000. So are these in order? There's nobody else in there. This makes sense. That Uh, that, jump from Ohio State plus 290 to Clemson plus 1200. You know, I think we got to wait to see. You know, I think those numbers will change. I mean, honestly, I think I think the probably the value play is is on Michigan, considering that they're gonna they don't play anybody. I mean, they got Connecticut, they got Connecticut this week, Maryland at Iowa is not. I mean, unless Iowa turns around on offense, they cannot score. Oh my um, god! It's going off touchdown through a party. Yeah, Indiana is is, is is they've kind of faded back from their last couple, you know, two three years ago. They're, Indiana's a good football team. They kind of faded a little bit back a little bit, and then they got Penn State at home. So I think you know, Michigan gets the six seven and zero. Oh, I think those numbers probably drop to plus plus uh, plus a thousand. Um, so the value is probably there. I think Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State 
those numbers, you're going to be able to get those all season. Right. So that's, that's honestly my opinion on, on the, on the little gambling corner, you know, those numbers are not going to change. Um, Clemson, maybe they have them, you know, at plus 1200, because I think they're pretty much going to run the table in, in, in the ACC. Um, you know, there's not really much there other than Pitt and, you know, Pitt got, you know, they, they lost that, that game to Tennessee, which really doesn't hurt them in the, in the ACC. But, uh, yeah, I like the Michigan at plus 2,000 right now. Yeah, I, I think I think it could be. I mean, I thought maybe they'd take a step back, but J.J. McCarthy could give him another dimension at quarterback. They got a He's lot a better people. player. He's a better yeah. player. Yeah. And, but and, we don't know. They're, they're playing – Yeah, Coach, I agree. They're playing Colorado State, Hawaii, Connecticut. We I won't mean, know until on. they play Michigan State. There's Division Three. Down Union could beat those three schools. Yeah, those teams are bad. Hawaii's really bad, yeah. No, so. They're horrible. They're the worst Division One football team in the country this year. Okay, so here's my top ten. You know, I made a mistake. I did not mean to do that. I think you were calling me out on it. So here's my top ten this week. I'll go this top five, and then we'll go from there. I put Georgia one, Ohio State two, Alabama three. I moved Alabama down. I've been meaning to. I don't know why I put it the other way around. Michigan four, Clemson five. What do you think? I mean, once again, just how Michigan's plus two thousand. I don't know how you have them number four when they're playing when they're when they're playing Little Sisters. Of the I don't know who to pick. Who do I put I, there? I just I I to me, you got to earn it, and they're not earning it. I mean, you're not earning it playing those those schools yet. Now they beat I had Iowa, Indiana, Penn State. Then you got them top five. But until that, I, I just you know, don't know. I don't know. It's a fair point, um, but I don't know who else. I just think you know, in the end. The, they're, they're good, and they're going to probably be a top-10 team, but you don't know. You're right. <laughs> we have no clue. I mean, they lost a lot from last year. And they now, I moved Kentucky. I, I moved Kentucky all the way up to six. I moved Arkansas. Very impressive, I'd Arkansas. Flip, I'd probably flip. I'd probably flip Arkansas right now in Michigan. I think Arkansas has had the better schedule. That's a fair point. I, got, I, I put Arkansas seven. I love Arkansas. I put USC eight. Impressive win, even though it's not against – you know, they beat Stanford. You know, Stanford's been down for a while. And then um, Oklahoma, I moved them up. I was that or Oklahoma State. You know, I could have put Oklahoma State in there. And then I put, I kept my my Spartans at ten. I, I just I cannot. AP as as Michigan State at twelve. I can so. I just can't get on the Michigan State bandwagon. I know just you're like not. Mich- just like Michigan, they got to play somebody first. Okay, AP had Georgia one, Alabama two, Ohio State three. Michigan four, Clemson five. So our five top five is the same. They have Oklahoma six, USC seven, Oklahoma State eight, Kentucky nine, Arkansas ten, Michigan State eleven, BYU twelve. I'll start giving you some credence on Michigan State if they go on the road to beat Washington. I know Washington's not 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 a great football yeah, team, they but if they go on, yeah. if they go on the road beat them, I'll be like, all right, you keep them in the top top ten. Um, you know, I, I actually like that Arkansas team. You know, they kind of they they peaked early last year, kind of faded down the stretch. You know, they had they had some big games, um, but I like that team. They're well coached. They run the football. Oh, he um, does a great job. I really like him. Like people should look at offensive line coaches more. More. You know, oh, yeah, it, it, it's a hidden thing. You know, it, it really is. I mean, he's done a Pittman's done a great job there. You know, and and my guy, not Matt Canada. Matt Campbell, <laughs> he was a former O line coach. So yes, now Kurt Ferentz was too, but Matt Campbell was a Matt Campbell was a O line coach, but played defensive end in college. Yeah, yeah. So he's kind of well, you know, he's well rounded. But okay, so wait, so okay, we're going on our picks now. Last week's picks, I think I did mess this up. It was minus seven. They won by six. I think we won the pit game because it was six. They didn't kick the extra point, right? No, they 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 scored first, so it was a seven point game. Oh, uh, it we was actually, seven. So it's a push. We actually we pushed that one. Yeah, I went one one and one. You went one. What? You went one, one and two. And, no, you went oh. One. And I two went over. Yeah. You went oh, over. two. And one. Wow. Clark yeah. went one yeah. one one, and I went oh two and one. I picked. Wait. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. We both took Florida. We were wrong. Minus five. Florida got beat. <laughs> Didn't cover. Didn't even close. Uh, we both took Pitt. That was a push. And then you took 
BYU. I like BYU. I like BYU to win. I like BYU to win by, you know, seven ten points. And I think, and they did. I mean, they they controlled that whole entire game. It did good overtime though. Two overtime. It was a close game. Yeah, they were always so, in control. So, pick them, Clark and Coach. Here we go. Miami at Texas A&M. Wow, the hell you picked this one. App State beat them. This is, I'll tell you what, you know, if Texas A&M beats App State, this is probably, what, nine to nine to ten points, somewhere in that vicinity? Yes, I would say. I think you're right. So you're obviously getting a little value with Texas A&M. The, the only problem is, is they don't have a quarterback. They're talking about making a change. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked earlier, earlier in the program, uh, you know, Jimbo's talking about giving up play calling duties. He doesn't even have an offense. He has two co-offense coordinators. You know, when you got one, when you got two, you don't have one, right? So he would even – he doesn't even know who would call the plays if he did it. Um, I honestly – what, what did I tell you? You go with the better quarterback. Van Dyke is far and above the better quarterback going into this game than anything Texas A&M has. Texas A&M can't score. So even if Miami can score 17 to 20, they're going to be right there if not win. Give me Miami plus the points, five and a half. Me too because of Van Dyke. And like let's Mario's, you know, they've been they've been pretty good, solid program. And like they got Van Dyke, you know, Gaddis is there and he he's he could be a he could call some good plays and he he'll he likes to run the ball. So he'll run the ball, try to take pressure off Van Dyke. And they look so bad against App State, you know. So I know maybe they were looking ahead a little bit, but still App State took it to him. Uh, I'm gonna take Miami too. Clark and Wider, we both take Miami. Wow. I would never have done that two weeks ago, probably. But, Especially at that line. I mean, you're, the values with Texas A&M, everybody, everything's screaming to take Texas A&M here. Okay. Five and a half, lowering the touchdown. I agree. Yeah. So Penn State at Auburn, a game we talked about earlier. I'll pick this one first, to be fair. I'm going to take Penn State. And, and, and I, just, I just think there's so much swirling around with Auburn. You know, I just don't believe that Harson can get his team ready to go and you know, I think it's – I think three is very fair, I, you know. It's three and a half. You need to change that. It's, it's three, and, three and, a half. and a half. I'm yeah. going to take Penn State. I think Penn State covers the spread. I'll take Penn State. Yeah. I'm going the opposite. You? I'm going the opposite. You give me – give me – give me Auburn plus three and a half on, at home. Um, Clifford's got to show me something. Uh, you know, pr- quarterbacks are probably even. You know, I'm not a big Clifford guy. I don't think you are either. No. Uh, you know, Auburn. Their quarterbacks the stink. Auburn can run the ball, though. I mean, they That's they true. got some guys. They got two running backs. That, that, and that if you tough. look at if you look at Auburn, their front. I mean, if you look at Penn State, their front seven's a little down. It's not what it what's been. It's back down. It's back down to three. So you can keep it at three. I'm still taking them at three. Okay. I, let's I'm get the live. Let's get the live lines right. Let's get you know. It's at three. So. Okay. I, I, um, I got Penn State. I don't know I feel great about it, but I just – I don't know about Harson and Auburn. You know, okay. CJ, CJ said they got to stop stop the ball, stop the run, Clifford take care of the ball. I don't think they can do either. So, I, I, I give me – I think Auburn wins out. Okay. BYU at Oregon. I, I'm not going against my Brigham Young guys. Give me, give me the BYUs. Um, defense is solid. I think they got the better – quarterback um you know auburn's auburn's guy transferred transfers Oregon, oh nick so stinks not, he is not good he is not good uh, <laughs> give me byu uh plus plus the points you know that's a that's a new kickoff uh out there in, uh out there in uh, oregon so you know i don't know what that crowd's gonna be like and uh i think it's a good spot for byu to to, to if not win but definitely cover I'm with you. I'm going to take BYU. I just, that, I, I can't, I think Georgia just scored on Oregon again. I mean, that was, that was so embarrassing. And like, let's be honest, like, that, that BYU coach has done a nice job. They're physical. Like, they're a physical, tough football team. You know, I, I don't know if he'll ever leave because he's a Mormon, but man, like, you know, some of these programs, you know, like, he would be a bad hire. Well, remember we, we used to say that about Chris, uh, Chris Peterson when, when he was at Boise State. Oh, he's never going to leave. And then all of a sudden he leaves and he went somewhere else and he wasn't he wasn't as successful. You know, I know they did make the 
the final four there. It's solid at Washington. It, yeah, but not, it was just like know, Jimmy Lake. Yeah, it, it, it is interesting when you think about it. Um, um, like looks like somebody like Rich Rod, Rich Rodriguez. He was at at West Virginia. He should have probably never left. He was, you know, from there. People loved him. He goes to Michigan, horrible fit, and it's like, you know, like, you know, maybe he would never got back to that success of, you know, almost making a national title game, but like. If he went like eight, four, nine, and three there, they would have loved him, you know. So yeah. now they're zero two. You see that he's on Neil Brown's on the hot side, hot hot seat, man. They're talking about, you know, losing to Kansas. Kansas two and zero. They're zero two. I don't think they lose to Kansas, but um... they lost Kansas last week. Remember the overtime? The overtime rule. Levi Kevin Wagner was schooling us on. Oh yeah, okay. that was the game. So yeah, they lost to Kansas. They're zero two. So. Oh, West Virginia! I missed that. Wow. Yeah, West Virginia lost to Kansas. That was the, that was what we were arguing about. You know, yeah, West Virginia lost to Kansas. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, like Kansas oh. took it too. Now Kansas, they got Lance Leipold, who came from Buffalo, who's like did the D three all the way up. He kept moving up every level, and he's done a nice job. I mean, I'm not saying they're you know, but like he's at least building something. He, yeah, he won all those national championships up there. I think Wisconsin Whitewater. Right? Well, yeah, Lance Leipold is awesome coach. That's another one that I saw mentioned for Nebraska. Uh, okay. So Leipold was, he was at, uh, he was a former Nebraska assistant. He was at w- Wisconsin Whitewater for seven years. I mean, he won, I, he won like three, six, three six national, national titles. Whew. They were beating Mount Union every year. Mount Union kind of ran the nineties, early two thousands, and then he kind of took over. And then he went to Buffalo. He went five and seven, two and ten, six and six, ten and four, eight and five, six and one. I mean, that's pretty good. And then Texas, Kansas, two and ten, but they beat Texas last year, and now they're two and zero oh right now. So you know, I'm not saying you know they get to four or five wins. I think their over under was two and a half. Yeah, it's nobody had them beat West Virginia. Oh, nobody. What about Nebraska hiring Jeff Munkin? Go back to the triple option. Yeah. I, I, hey, we talked about that. It, you know, I, it kind of works there, right? I mean, that's that's one of the schools that it kind of, you know, it's like an Army-Navy. You know, yeah. you at least work it in your – at least work it out in your offensive schemes, right? It's, it may not be your main your main offense, but you could, you could still run it a little bit, you know, it, you know, we, we were texting a little bit, Coach, on, on Saturday, Sunday. This is what makes college football great. You know, we talked last week, oh, there wasn't a lot of big games. We thought Bama could run away with that Texas game. It ended up being the best game of the week, probably. Um, and then you got Marshall going in there to South Bend, beating, beating the Golden Dolmers, you know, at home. Um, Freeman's, you know, first home game. You know, just just some crazy upsets. And then you go to Appy State, gives up 62 to North Carolina. They go down and beat Texas A&M, who was a national title contender. Anything can happen, you know, and, and, and I think that's what makes this sport so so great. No, I agree. It, it, it was like a sneeze fest, and then all of a sudden you got Notre Dame losing, and you got Alabama getting a dogfight, you got Texas A&M losing, and you got Florida, you know, Kentucky going down there to beat them, and then, you know, there's just a lot of, like, compelling, fun matchups, you know. You had, you know, and then you got the BYU game on later, you know, they're just like, you know, the wackiness of college football is great. So we didn't th- get in. We didn't get in, coach. The Big Ten stinks. Big it's Ten wax. It's it, it's very top heavy. It, wow. it is. Wisconsin, you're Wisconsin Badgers. I was. I was on them. I was on them, and they they look. They lost to Washington State, who's not that good. No. no and no. then uh, Iowa lost to Iowa State. It was Northwestern. Northwestern lost to lost Duke. To Duke. I mean, I agree. You know, Big Ten West has always stunk. You know, if you look at the Big Ten West, they've never like. I think they won one. Like, have they won one Big Ten championship? It's always the East. It's always Ohio State or last year Michigan or Penn State won it one year. Like, it's never the West. The West stinks. They're like, they just very mediocre out there. They gotta get scrap yeah. the divisions. Scrap the divisions. Go to four fourteen pods. When UCLA, USC, they're working on it right now. Next year, four fourteen pods. Yeah. I okay. Mean, yep. We'll see. We'll see how Purdue does this weekend too against Syracuse. Syracuse looked pretty good against uh, against Louisville a couple weeks ago. I think they're a little bit better football team. So. And the thing about Wisconsin is they lost in a slugfest at Washington State, seventeen fourteen. 
Well, yeah. like Washington State put a lot of points on him. It was a slugfest. That's the guy, the Washington State coach I heard, maybe for Nebraska too. He's a Midwest guy. And he, he's, he was their DC, and their defense has been all right under him. So that's the guy. That's the guy Leopold could replace up at Wisconsin. If Wisconsin kind of has struggles this year, and and doesn't true doesn't get, doesn't get up to that. He's, I don't know. Is that their style? I mean, they they, they roll with these guys. Paul Chris has been yeah. well. They they dropped that guy Anderson or uh, the 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 Oregon State guy or he left uh, on his own. Yeah, but he they were gonna okay. Here's Paul Chris. Last thing, we gotta get out of here. 10, 10 and three, eleven and three, thirteen and one, eight and five, ten and four, four and three, COVID year, nine and four, one and one. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not he, like he's, he's got he's got some he's got some wiggle room. He's, he's maybe next year. Room. The problem is they got parts at quarterback, and he was supposed to be so good, and he's been very below average. So, not great. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Really appreciate it. Um, you know. Hope you enjoyed it. I had a great time. I want to thank our guest, CJ Frederick. That's my buddy. And uh, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Just I enjoyed it so much, Clark. We'll be back next week. We're breaking out all these games. And maybe we'll have another weeky, a wacky college football Saturday. Yep. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate you. Everybody have a good week. All right, guys. Enjoy the game. Go Bucks.